For NPR, the Tiny Desk concert that oh, they did for mm. yeah. that's our first. Heard. Who sang? Who sang that song? Um, too fun, too fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like that song. Yes, you know I love a good Makosa. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hello, 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 guys. How you guys doing? Oh, I'm Damio, <laughs> and I am Erica Mona, and, and this, this is Cross Cultured. <sighs> well, how you how you feeling? You know what? I'm feeling amazing, guys. Oh. You know, I have some pep in my step. Oh. Some work in my twerk. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. I'm happy to hear that. That's it. That's the glory, only. Glory be to God. Glory be to Amen. God. How about you? I'm feeling good. Motherhood is going well. Great. Yeah, I thank God. Um, you know, summer, the weather is nicer, so that can uplift your, your, your mood a little bit, too, you know, so. Are you still going to have a hot girl summer? The streets want to know. <laughs> hot mama summer, yes. Hot mom summer. Uh, hot mama summer that okay. I will have, okay? Okay. Um, um, a friend asked me, like, oh, I should come out to the streets. I'm like, boy, if my ma- if, if my baby allowed me to come out, sure, but I don't know. Streets. I know it's just like, which streets? Which one are you talking about? Because it's a different type of streets, you know what I'm saying? But so far, so good. But yes, Dami, you know how we like to start. How do we like to start? Well, we like to start with the hot Hot topics. All right, first on the list, Drake Bell. Um, he's from the show Drake and Josh. That was on Nickelodeon, correct? Yeah, he's just a child star. He did all that. He did, um, yeah, Drake and Josh, the Amanda show. So okay. he was on a couple of Nickelodeon shows. So basically, he was arrested and charged with crimes against children. So mm-hmm. basically, they said um, there were some inappropriate chats with a teen. And he is now charged with multiple crimes. Um, They said that um, this was a 15-year-old and she filed a report with her local police department in Canada in in 2018 regarding an incident involving Bell that um, I guess it was some inappropriate chats that had some sexual nature in it. Mm. Um, And then another one was saying there's an investigation um, that said that... um, this happened several years ago, that I was at a concert and Bell violated his duty of care. Um, he created a risk of harm to the victim. The investigation also revealed that months leading up to the concert, Bell allegedly sent the victim inappropriate social media messages. So I guess he met this victim at a concert, a 15-year-old girl in Canada. Um, this is, you know, these people, man. I don't know. There's always something coming out with them. Once again, I think, you know what's funny? Like so this this wasn't even on the thing, but you know, there was that video that went viral of 
the quote unquote masturbation video for first graders, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, people were mad. They were like, "Oh my god, look what we expose our kids to!" Right, right. And I always find it crazy how in America, what we decide to have outrage over. When all we do and all we see on TV is the sexualization of teenage girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I'm never fully surprised. It's unfortunate, but I'm never fully surprised when you hear like, especially these celebrities, they get caught up with these teenage girls. They really do. It's it's, it's quite messy. It's just disgusting. And I just try to think like, how did this like... And the thing is that you're a celebrity, so you don't think the chances of you getting caught, you don't think it's a little bit higher. They don't you know, think from you being a regular, with it. yeah, and this is a fifteen-year-old girl, and it's like you're having conversations that involve, you know, some type of inappropriate sexual nature. It's just like, why with a fifteen-year-old? That's what I'm saying. It's like I'd be wondering. To me, I think that he doesn't see anything. The fine line is like who gets in trouble for it, who doesn't. And then you know, apparently in his mock shot, shot is like you know, there's a little smirk that he has on, and people are like, okay, so like obviously he's not taking this seriously. They're all just creeps, you know. It's yeah. just, you know, and I think it just blows me because you were also a child star because you hear about the type mm-hmm. of the level of abuse and the things that they're exposed to as child stars, you know. So you would think that he would know better, but you know, all this white men. It's like another one bites the dust. Another Every time one. I hear one of these little stories from these child stars that we hope yeah. grow up and live normal adult lives, it'd be like, oh man, nope. there goes your scandal. So basically, you agree not to have any contact with the alleged victim. You know, so this case is still going on because you know this happened in 2017, 2018. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's never a new thing. But you know how this case has been taking forever. Then mm-hmm. they come up, um, so it's still going on. Um, mm, he entered um, a not guilty plea and was free on a twenty five hundred dollars personal bail, oh. personal bond. Well, he should be he should be arrested. He should be charged. He should well, be. We should see what happens. We'll, see, we'll see. see what happens. Like, would he have to? You know, when you you are charged with um, things like this regarding like um, crimes against children or molestation, whatever. You know, you have to um, sign up as a what's register as a sex offender. So, yeah, so I wonder mm-hmm. if he he's gonna do that or if you be. I wonder what made the nature for him, that for him to plead not guilty. I wonder the nature of what's going on. I wonder. Who knows? You know, so we'll see. We'll keep updated on that. Um, but in some global news today, let's talk about this Nigeria ban on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so earlier today, and today is like June 4th, earlier today, um, Twitter was banned from Nigeria. So what happened in a statement posted by the Federal Ministry of Information and Culture, it read that the federal government has suspended indefinitely the operations of the microblogging and social networking service Twitter in Nigeria. What happened was the platform was accused of allowing the persistent use of the platform for activities that are capable of undermining Nigeria's corporate existence. Um, And this kind of just happened moments after a tweet was deleted from President Buhari. Um, So once that tweet was deleted by Twitter, that is when they decided that um, Twitter is basically, you know, being used as as this fascist tool. So they, you know, 
banned it. So basically what Buhari tweeted, um, I guess some things were going on in Nigeria. Well, things are still going on in Nigeria. Like, you know, there's this hashtag saying that Nigeria is bleeding, which is pretty much it. They're attacking people like the, the soldiers, the army, government, who knows? Everyone is just attacking like civilians. So he tweeted saying many of those misbehaving today are too young to be aware of the destruction and loss of lives that occurred during the Nigerian Civil War. Those of us in the fields for 30 months who went through the war will treat them in a language they understand. Um, so in a way, um, in a way, it seemed like he is encouraging violence, you know. Um, so they said Buhari wrote that tweet, um, which was referring to the brutal two-year Nigerian Biafra war, which killed an estimated mm-hmm. one to three million people, mostly from the Igbo tribe in the eastern part of the of the country between 1967 to 1970. So you know he's part he's part of the military. Military. He's been in politics forever. I think he was the head of state at one point as well. Mm. So this locally the second time of him being a president. Um, so it's just it. You know, it kind of reminds me of when we were saying about Trump, how we feel like they should have censored Trump and they should have, like, yeah. you know. Um, and people were really offended by his tweet, you know, because it's like you are you are saying that, oh, the the type of, you know, you want to treat people how they should be treated. We're going to treat them in a language that they understand, which is violence, which is war. Right. You know, so is that is that something that you're encouraging? Are you saying... You know, all this Boko Haram, you know, the kidnapping is still going on. Because even my dad, he's here from Nigeria now. And he was just mentioning, mentioning, he's just saying that he hopes that, you know, Nigeria doesn't chase them away. You know, because it's just so much kidnapping. Like, you can't really have peace of mind. Like, he went there to retire and enjoy his life. So, it's like, now, would that be a concern that my home is not somewhere of peace? You know what I mean? This kidnapping. And now, it's not just affecting the north. It's coming to the southeast. It's coming to, like, you know, the modern cities and everything. So, I don't know. Um, Do I feel better about them um, deleting his tweet? Hell no. Because he's a useless president. He's a used to president. And Nigeria always tried to act like, oh, you can't, you know, we're against social media. No, you can't. Nigeria is a different country. We are this and that. We have culture. But what the hell? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like for you to go as far as to ban it because they deleted your little tweet. That, that That's sh- what you're concerned that, about? That shows dictatorship. Yeah. And that is like, that is more concerning because it's like. What did you say that was so profound? Exactly. You like know what I'm exactly. Saying? It's not like you said something beautiful. It's not like you saved some people's lives or you know you're preaching some beautiful gospel. Like you man, it, yeah. it's, it's it's ridiculous. I feel I don't feel bad. I I agree with them deleting the tweet. I mean the I mean Twitter they do have the right to delete whatever tweet they want to delete whether you're president or not the same way um Trump was didn't they censor Trump as well? Didn't I mean, him? yeah, at the end of the thing. And actually, it just came out today that he is on the social media ban until 2023. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, we don't need you to be polluting social media to be saying nonsense. If you cannot add to it, positivity to it, then shut up. Yeah, I just think that it's like, it's very scary because as we all know, social media is a huge tool for activism and yeah. how um, we get global awareness. Like, as we saw with NSARS, you know, like mm-hmm. that would have never hit american soil if not for platforms like twitter so it is very scary it is something to take serious it is something that um those of us that are nigerian abroad we should advocate for and and use this moment to be the voices for our um you know our brothers and sisters our 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 own community and let it be known that that's unacceptable lastly this is something also noticed with african countries they do have a habit of 
you know, turning down, switching off internet, especially when there's yeah. some war going on, there, there's some riot going on against the government, you know, protesting going on. They do have the habit of switching off the internet, yep. of the social medias, where people are not able to tweet and show awareness of what's going on yep. in their countries. <sighs> Next on the list, um, Naomi Osaka. She has been fined $15,000 after skipping press conference at the French Open for mental health reasons. Um, she says that she wants to prioritize her uh, mental health. And I do not blame her because those press conferences, they be asking brutal questions, you know. Just even seeing some with Serena Williams and her having to speak up, you know, you know speak up for herself. It's just, I don't, she's a young girl. I don't blame her. Yeah, and it just so it ended up. Um, I think we did speak about the first, the first um, statement that she made, saying that she she didn't want to address the press, mm-hmm. um, and that ended up um, with her getting a fifteen thousand dollar fine. That's a lot, um, you know. But she a boss. She made like thirty mil last year. It was okay. done to her. She ate that up. But um, afterwards, she did completely withdraw from the French Open. Mm-hmm. Um, and in her statement, um, she did mention that, you know, she... Well, I'm just actually going to read what she wrote. So she said, so here in Paris, I was already feeling vulnerable and anxious. So I thought it was better to exercise self-care and skip the press conferences. I announced it preemptively because I do feel like the rules are quite outdated in parts. And I wanted to highlight that. I wrote privately to the tournament apologizing and saying that I would be more than happy to speak with them after the tournament as the slams are intense. I'm going to take some time away from the court now, but when the time is right, I really want to work with the tour to discuss ways we can make things better for the players, press, and fans. Anyways, hope you all are doing well and staying safe. Love you guys. I'll see you when I see you. So mm. that is um, the statement that she made in leaving the games altogether, which to me was unfortunate that it really had to get that far, that she can't yeah. even compete as the world's top-ranked player. Mm, 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 mm. And then people are coming to her like, oh, why? Why is she doing this? No, as you said, she got for it at 15K, and your mental health is... Number one, because if she's not okay mentally, emotionally, then she probably will not do well during the game, during the match. So I don't blame her. You know what I mean? And she's new to this. She's young. So it's just, and now social media, the press, the blogs, paparazzi, I feel like they're more and more brutal. There's layers to it now. I think maybe before where you just had to worry about the press and that Mm -hmm. publication. Now you have the press, the publication, the backlash from the press, the social media bloggers. Now people reacting to social media and now blogs and press asking you about social media again. So it's like, it's a continuous cycle, I feel, of, you know, it's just a lot of people in your business. Just yeah. anybody would be frustrated with multiple people asking them multiple questions that you've already answered. Um, and I think it is telling that they felt the need to find her and do all these things just because she didn't want to participate. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think there's something to be said about media, especially sports journalism. It's a lot. It's the, the way that they attack the players all in the name of the, their playing. It is a lot. It's too much. All right, so, well, you know, our prayers are definitely with Naomi, and we do hope that she gets the peace that she is seeking for. Yeah. So, uh, moving right along, let's talk about reboots, okay? So, there have been so many reboots um, coming up. I actually saw today that they're doing a reboot of Smart Guy. I saw that. I mean, I like Smart Guy. Am I necessarily looking forward to watch the reboots of that? Eh. 
I just feel like for them to be like, oh, it's a reboot, but he's an adult age. It's like so a smart man. Exactly. It's like, bro, if you wanted to have a, a new TV show with Taj Mori as a smart ass adult, then you should just do that. It, yeah. We don't have to find essence and find, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's not that deep. Some of these characters don't even make sense. It's not going to make sense. It's just not. It's like, why? Is that there are no fresh ideas of, you know, new shows? Is that there are no new writers? People are chasing nostalgia too much. It's just too much. It's like, stop chasing the feeling. But um, one reboot that we have been looking forward to for some time, and it's a little different because it's animation, is Rugrats, right? Okay. Um, So, you know, we have heard that Rugrats was coming back, and it was coming back with all the original voice actors and so on and so forth. So everything seemed to be a go, um, but it came out that one character in particular is going to have a change, and that is Betty DeVille. Now, if you all remember, Betty DeVille is Lil and Phil's mom, Mm -hmm. Um, and she kind of always was tomboys. The twins, twins, yeah. So she was always kind of masculine, I feel, you Uh know, masculine presenting. Um, Well, in the reboot, they have decided to officially make her an openly gay single mom. Okay. Um, Some people feel like it is unnecessary, that it was already implied in the original mm. show mm-hmm. um so what's the point of now like like what are you going to add to the show to identify it like are they gonna show her trying to date women with you know right. relationships and right. like oh this is my mom's girlfriend she's gonna date with a woman is that is that probably because that, that's the thing it's like a mm-hmm. lot of the, i have no problem with um, inclusivity of LGBT plus characters. Mm-hmm. I feel like, sure, we can, you know what I'm saying? Let's see you because you do exist in the world and there are going to be spaces in where you are, right? And and we all live together. Yeah. But I don't think that we have to, I think that LGBT plus people are more than their sexual relationships. Yeah, and I think that's always been in the, been the conversation yeah. when this comes up because it, it is like, and I guess, I guess for them, it's like how else will they show their relationship if not it to be some on a romantic sexual way? I, I almost know. feel like the thing. I mean, how would you know if someone is part of the LGBTQ community if not, you know, with their romantic sexual relationships? Truth be told, I feel like we don't need to know who people are dating. I think that what we need to normalize maybe with the LGBTQ plus is maybe the um the presentation mm-hmm. right of like seeing more masculine presenting women or feminine presenting men and whatever whatever like i think that is what could be more normalized in the sense of like every man doesn't have to look like this and every woman doesn't have to look like mm-hmm. this but do i need to know that this is attributed to the fact that you are attracted to women Probably not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to know that part of your life because I don't want to say that the reason I look and dress like this is because I'm attracted to men. Yeah. And then, you know, not every guy, because, you know, what you just said, not every man who appears to be more feminine may be gay. You know, he may right. just be like, I'm metrosexual and I'm not gay. And every not everyone who may be, appear to be more masculine doesn't mean that they're gay as well. So exactly. It's just, it's, it, it could be, it's just a little bit confusing for me. It's just like, 
why the reboots? Why doing this with the reboots? I feel like if you want to do this, create a new cartoon, right? right? Start from fresh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess new kids, younger kids will watch it, I guess. But just make a new cartoon. And, you know, we always say this too, not just regarding gay relationships, but straight relationships. Um, I know that, yes, it's natural that relationships are part of our lives as human beings, even from a young age. But cartoons nowadays is just over overemphasize on the sexual romantic parts of relationship like show more about the friendships and like you know parents and just the general you know platonic like the relationships, relationships but yeah. not so much of like oh boyfriend oh girlfriend i like girls i like boy kissing and oh going on a date you know it's just and we're is a little kids cartoon you know what i'm saying it's Fact. not even teenage cartoon uh, yeah because i think and that's to me that's why it's even more like I hate to say the word unnecessary, but it's a little unnecessary because I feel like in the original show, Betty was always a little, you know, I think I thought it was like the gag, like Mm -hmm. adults maybe understood that Betty probably gay. And what was her husband named Howard? Mm -hmm. Probably gay. You know what I'm saying? Because he was a little bit more feminine as well. So I thought that that was the gag. Like, you know, if anything. And how she as a kid, yeah, I knew that she was like, I knew you know, this, but I didn't but yeah. necessarily think like, ooh. She fucking girl. She made me gay. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah, I know that they say, I know that kids are smart and they're aware of sex and so many things at a very young age quickly, you know, also depending on what you expose them to. Right. But sometimes, but also they're also still so innocent. They don't be thinking that deep. I tell people that all the time that a lot of the time this outrage over what we expose children to is because as adults we know the vulgarity attached to it. Mm-hmm. But like if you explain it to children from really like uh just explain it, yeah. they don't have that attachment. Like so their mind doesn't automatically go to that like the word masturbation. Yeah, like let's even talk about yeah. that um, clip. So there's um, some parents were upset. I guess it was a school, right? Mm-hmm. They made it for first graders. Yeah, it was a school in New York, a private school in New mm-hmm. York had um, played a video that essentially was explaining to first graders um, about their body and their sexual body parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there was parts in the video where they explained um, what we know as masturbation, mm-hmm. they didn't necessarily ever use the word masturbation. Yeah. But what we know to be masturbation, they explained what that was. And and for the most part, it was just kind of explaining that it's okay that you do it, but you it's something that you keep within yourself. It's not something that you share with people. It's not something that you do with other people. It's something that if I, you're exploring your body in that way, that's just you. I think it's, they said it in the cleanest, most educational way. Because now that I'm a parent, so I'm like, okay, now I could try to think okay, about things. Okay, you better, okay, you better use your cloud. <laughs> I could like, you know, try and see things from a different way. I like the video because, you know, they emphasize on, you know, it's not JJ say vagina and say penis. It's good to let kids know, like, the real terms of their private parts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I also think that creates, you know, an awareness for them about their body. And, you know, it helps with, you know, when people try to molest them or, you know, mm-hmm. molest, people who molest kids, they use, like, those nicknames, like, cookie and all this kind of stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, so it's just good to use those terms for them. And kids do touch themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Little kids, and not necessarily in a weird way, it's like, oh, they're wanking off and trying to bust a nut. No, but, you know, just like kids just touch their private parts, play with themselves. but not self-soothing. Yeah, thing. but not in, you know, our, like, adult nasty way that we're thinking. And basically, the video just said, yeah, so sometimes you may touch yourself, it may feel good, but you do this in the privacy of your home, in your room. 
Like, don't be out here showing. You know how some little boys run about and they may show their penis? Because there's little boys that yeah. little run boys about, do. Should go about and, you know, just pee anywhere, show their penis. And, you know, because little boys, they play weird like that. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, I think it's educational. I don't, I don't think, as you said, it's, it's the negative and sexual nasty attachment that we place on it as adults mm-hmm. that caused the whole controversy. But I think it's good to educate kids about certain things. But I don't know, this reboot thing, like, I'm not yeah. crazy about the work rats. Am I going to watch it? Not really. I just feel no. like, who are you trying to target this to? Because don't, you know, like. Who, who is the target audience? Who, is this supposed to be us? Are we supposed to come back? Because I feel like they already did. Rugrats all grown they up. They did. And then quite frankly, I don't like the animation. I don't like how what it looks like. I be trying to be open because I think that's um, what animation looks like open. for these new kids. Nah. Like that is the animation that they seek. Mm-mm. Like it's not. I, I don't like it. It does not look good. It be too 3D for me. Yeah. I'm not feeling it at all. Um, but next on the list. So basically there is a documentary about uh, Mary J. Blige. Um, the documentary is about the making of her iconic album, My Life. Um, this is going to be on Prime. This was her second album, I believe. And it reached the top 10 on the Billboard 200 charts, peaking at number 7, debuting at number 1 on the top R&B and hip-hop album. And this album, she talked about, you know, she you know talked about like her clinical depression battling drugs and alcohol and her abusive relationship so it is quite interesting because i've not seen any documentary of major blood quite frankly no we don't hear i think that like i've always felt like in music especially black music we yeah. spend a lot of time on the same 10 people mm. you know what i'm saying like michael jackson got like four movies mm. you know what i'm saying like Prince got a movie. Not to say that we, we, we didn't need to hear those stories, but I think that, um, especially in the black community, we, we have, like, one superstar, and we hold on to those superstars forever. Yeah, yeah. We refuse to acknowledge the superstars that came after them. Yeah. And I think that Mary does not get enough respect and love for what she did for R&B music. And she is the queen of R&B. For real. Like, she, she is top. She Like... You know, um, I listened to a little clip PDD said, and he said no one sounds like her. And today, no one sounds like her. No like she, doesn't, she doesn't have the the best like angelic voice. You know, not like a Mary Carey or Whitney Houston type of voice, but she does have a unique voice, and she is known for the type of music she ma- she makes that it hits home. You know what I mean? Like. Yes. Even me, you know, when the music released, I mean, I was, what, three, four years old? But at this age, I, even when I was younger, I, could, I felt like I could relate deep, boy. You no, know what I mean? like, Mary is the queen of getting you in your feelings. And, he, and you know, and Mary doesn't get enough um, recognition for she other doesn't. things because she's an amazing actress. I love Mary as mm-hmm. an actress. I love, Mary has an amazing wine line. People don't she know does. that. Have she Have you had a wine before? I haven't because I don't see it. I haven't seen it in my local market. Okay, okay. Maybe um, it's something you order from her website. Yeah, maybe it's something I really have to search for. Her skin looks incredible. She's been relevant, like, since she came out. Yeah. She's one of those, like, artists that has remained on top. Like, stay relevant. And yeah. she's she's part of the history that we idolized Kim and Biggie. She was right there. Like, Facts. so, like, all of that i definitely think I'm, I'm ready for mary to get her flowers we need to we need to see her in that light yeah so it is set to drop on june 25th so basically this month That's around the on corner. amazon prime video uh so we'll see how it is i hope that it's a great representation for i hope it's like original and genuine and interesting because i'll definitely like to see that 
yeah, to see the behind the scenes clips, those old 90 videos. You know what I mean? Oh, we should make a movie night of it. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. I don't mind that at all. Okay. But, you know, while we talk about giving people their flowers, um, Rap Caviar kind of went viral this week for their attempt to give people their flowers, too. Um, so, if you all are not familiar with the iconic landmark Mount Rushmore, it is essentially that statue with, like, those four great presidents on it, like, five great presidents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, they, the conversation on who is the Mount Rushmore of this, of what is it, the 2010s? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you see Drake, you know, no surprise there. Then you had Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, mm. and the conversation was who was going to be the fourth. Mm. Um, so, that has social media in uproar, right? A lot of names came up from... Big Sean's Wale to Future came mm. up a couple times. Future. Um, ultimately, the person who deserved to win was voted the winner, who is none other than the queen, Nicki Minaj. And I honestly do agree with that. I definitely do agree with with it being her. Because it's like, who else? Why the hell Big Sean or Wale? I mean, yeah, they're all great. Future, like, I don't like Honestly, Future. I don't like that Kendrick was solidified before Nicki. I'm be honest yeah, with you. That's true. That was that was misogyny as at its finest, and I and I wish they would stop doing it to Nikki. Because yeah. if Nikki was a man, the impact that she had, her and Drake would be she would about in the same way. She would immediately be added, but because yeah. she's a woman, she's not. You know, whenever it comes to this, oh, who's the top rapper? Who is the top this and this? They don't immediately. They don't think about women. At you know all. what I mean? It's like this is a man's sports. This is a man's industry. So we're only gonna consider the men, even though as you know, Nikki, we see, and other we uh, female rappers, they have better bars. You know, they can write better. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so I, I I agree. Like even you have better knowledge of the music and rap industry, music, whatever. But even me, like I know that no, Nikki, like. Yeah, duh. It just hurt me. Like, I just couldn't believe it. And people really were saying future. I cannot. Future. Future. <laughs> future. I'm sorry, what? Future. I'm a, you can hear future <laughs> sound. I'm like, auto tune? Is that the sound? Like, auto tune? You know, because this day's generation, they're all high on drugs and pills and <laughs> just want to fuck bitches and, you know. Oh, future is there. It's someone. It's who they look up to. You know, boys of nowadays. That's who they look up to. That's why they all shouting oh, future. No. Like, what? What the hell, future? Why? Come on now. Future ain't added that much to the culture to me. No, not really. Because he, he dating all these bitches and he has eight baby mamas. Excuse Damn. me. And he talk about Percocets and pills and all that. Damn. What? I'm sorry. Double have a set. I'm just not feeling him at all. I don't like him as a person or a brand. Exactly. Not really. I get it that he makes, you know, like, okay, popping music, you're in a club and you want to vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever. I ain't feeling her. Oh, him. Okay. Um, next on the list, Kim K. Poor baby. Kim Kardashian says she feels like a loser for third failed marriage. And um, the upcoming Kim, keeping up with the Kardashian episode, um, so she was crying, and she was saying how she feels that Kanye deserves to have a woman who's, like, willing to love on him and travel with him and be. and Because, you know, apparently he moves he moves constantly he to does. Iowa. He moves, like, every like, year. Whatever. So she was just saying that she feels like he deserves a woman who wants to travel and do all these things with him and be supportive and, you know, be, to be that type of wife. But she's like, I'm just not that person. That's not what I'm about. And she feels like a loser because this is her third marriage. So this mm-hmm. is like a third major failure in her life. 
And, you know, she was crying. I'm just like, oh, man, you know. I was really hoping that her and Kanye were really going to make it, you know. Like, when they first got married, because it seemed like the attraction and the love was strong. And, and you know, in a way, I want to say that she shouldn't really consider this. Yes, her third marriages, but it was obvious that the first two were just, like, for... Just they didn't count. Were, yeah, was, they did it not was count. a joke. It was I don't a even joke. remember this first marriage she counted. The first one was when she was 19 or 20. That's what I'm saying. She should you delete know? that. That was a it's joke. So vague. It was Vegas. But, you know, I guess it also just shows how these people don't take marriage seriously. You know, because it's like... Who, Kim and them? I mean, I feel like she took this third marriage seriously. I think that she took... The marriage with Chris, serious. It just was a gag. I bet. I think no, because watching it, because I used to watch the show. Back she then took too. it seriously. It just was that it was not serious from the beginning. You get what I'm saying? Well, like she took the wedding seriously. Yeah, but not the marriage. Yeah, let's be real about that. None of them. The wedding was like, oh my god, because that that was the main thing. The wedding You're was right. It yeah, was but the, the marriage itself, the union, it was not taken seriously. No, that you was not. Saying? You could just see they did not have. It was not a genuine connection, you know. It, I think it was a cute attraction, like oh, cute. That was like our first basketball. I think a did lot it of women fall victim to first man to propose to me. I gotta say yes, but this wasn't her first man. I mean, but I feel like in in her adult life, yes, because that nineteen, you can't really count that nineteen. That was like oh, they was in Vegas, they was having fun, they mm-hmm. was doing. It wasn't like she fell in love and she married her high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. That was like a thing. So let's say from Chris. I feel like Chris was, like, the first person that really seemed like he was from Love Her. Because that's post-Reggie Bush, post-Ray J. I think he was, like, the first person that was trying to, like... I think she was just in a phase at that time. Like, oh, he's legitimizing her. Yeah, it was like, why not? Let me just get married. Let's give it a try. Um, So I do feel bad for her, you know, regarding this Kanye situation. Because I definitely don't see it as her fault. Um, I think we've all agreed that... Kanye is a little bit cuckoo and he's going through a lot. You know what I mean? And then, of course, it's like, who would want to be moving 24-7? Who wants to travel constantly? And I like the fact that she did say he's a good father, so she didn't speak negatively about him. Um, but I feel like she also deserves a good partner where they're able to, like, meet each other halfway. Um, it, it's quite sad. You know, I wonder, like, will she ever remarry again, you know, mm-hmm. when this divorce finalizes? Like, what would... You know, women, you know, of her status, it's it's kind of hard for them to, like, with their next relationship, what it, what would it look like? You know what right. I mean? Because, you know, some men may not take her seriously. It may just be a fetish as well. Um, like, oh, I was with Kim K. And right. then it's like, also, she's already at this big status. It's like, what man could also reach up to that caliber because then again four she's kids. a mother of four kids mm-hmm. it's not just regular kim k of like 10 2010 you know she's not know. larsa pippen out here okay yeah she's not like that that i'll definitely give her that you know so i i feel bad for her i hope that you know she she doesn't feel like a failure i know it's like a yeah like yeah it is third marriage is like yeah, a damn i mean listening to her definitely made me think like damn i wonder how kanye internalizes this because mm-hmm. what i you know Although she was like, oh, you know, he deserves a wife that can do that. I heard a lot of um, her saying, like, I I fell short as a wife. But I kept thinking, like, damn, but what kind of husband just be leaving his whole family all the time? Yeah, why is he willing to move up, up and down? For what reason? For music? Because it really be for music. Because G. you want to go to where the vibe is there. Yeah. Where it's peaceful. And, like, I like the energy. You know these people, too. Oh, <laughs> I'm tired of vibe, energy. That's another word I'm tired of. Energy. energy. The energy. You know, so obviously it's like, oh, Wyoming or wherever, Iowa, wherever he's trying yeah. to go to, the energy is different. It's far 
farm animals and there's no city life and it's this and I feel the the, the, the spirits come upon me and my ancestors. That's another one I'm tired of. Yeah. Ancestors, they are coming upon me. Man. I just feel like that's wild. That's too wild for you to just... You a family man, G. And, and that's just, to me, it's like I didn't hear enough of at what point was Kanye forced to be a family man. Like, yeah, he a good father, but mm-hmm. that don't mean that you're a family man. Okay. Yeah, not considering the kids. Because I'm I'm perplexed. Like, G, he was talking about, oh, I'm moving to Chicago. Oh, I'm moving to Wyoming. Oh, I'm moving here. I'm moving to Florida. It's like, G. Like, which one do you want to do? You you have to pick one. So, as you said, I do hope. I wonder how he does internalize it. Like, what is his thought process? And do you think they could ever work it out? Do you think this is it's, it's final, done, for real, for real? I do think it's done because um, I, ju- I just think that once a process like this begins, there's no turning back. It's just so much stuff that if they don't figure it out within the process, then it's done. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some other stuff. So this week, man, social media went crazy mm-hmm. about um, bonnets. All right. It, it went crazy about bonnets. Um, so originally, before we get to Monique's comment, Monique was not the one who popped this topic off. Oh, yeah? No, the topic popped off because there was a viral picture of a man. He took a picture of a bunch of women, black women at the airport, mm-hmm. and all of them. It was like maybe six, seven of them together. Bonnets, slippers, pajama pants. Yeah. And his, you know, his statement was like, damn, you know, black queens, we got to do better coming out like this. Mm -hmm. So that's how the conversation first started. And then Monique did jump in the conversation. Um, It's a long clip, but the synopsis of what she says is essentially that, you know, as black women, as queens, when did we feel like it was okay to not care about how we looked in public? Um, You know, that... Yeah, you know, nobody's saying you got to be dressed in a, to the to the T whenever you go out. But things like bonnets, um, you know, house shoes, pajamas, some things should just be reserved for in the house. That mm-hmm. that is not going out the house attire. Yeah. Um, but, you know, social media was not having it. It became a issue of quote unquote respectability mm-hmm. politics. So, Erica, you know, let's let's talk. You you wear locks. You're a loctician everything and you're all about protecting the hair no bonnets now bonnets is like shower cap that's how i feel you might as well go out with shower cap because bonnet yeah it is to protect your hair right that's the purpose of the bonnet right right? it's like you know compared to wearing a scarf you wear a bonnet to protect your hair it's like a nightgown it's a nightwear yeah you you wear it to sleep you know or you wear in the house so you might as well wear a shower cap out it's the same thing. It's, it's even the same look. The only difference is the material. I definitely feel like bonnets is just the look of a bonnet. Because, like, it's not a scarf. I feel like I could even accept a scarf. No, scarf. You could shoot tie scarf to be decent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Scarf is fine. You know what I mean? Like, you know, people wear scarves for different reasons. And you could shoot tie it when people dress up as scarves. Yeah. Now, scarves is also part of a, face, a fashion statement for different reasons, you know? But bonnet, we know that the sole purpose of bonnet is for sleep for hair so it just it, it's tacky it's just tacky you know what i mean i think whether you're black white hispanic whoever wears bonnet or you know we know what housework looks like so exactly. why as you said yeah 
you know, you could still dress comfortably. You know, it's not every day you want to go out with top sandals, heels, whatever. You could wear, you know, regular flats, all that. You could wear jogging pants. But why PJs? And now they actually do make leisure cute PJ wear, you know, like pajama style mm-hmm. that you could wear out and stuff. So I, I agree with the fact that we all do need to do better. Um, it's just the fact that bonnets are just more, you know, associated with black women. Because I think as women in general, because I do also see white women bummy at the airports. You know what yeah. I mean? Not just black women, but just the bonnet is just more, you know, um, popular in black culture. So exactly. immediately it's kind of like, okay, black queens, what are we doing? Look better. And it and, and to be honest, every man I've spoken to, they all say that shit is ugly. Really? Like, I'm telling you, they all do not like it. I'm just like, they really do... They they're all they're like it's not attractive. Like even when it's in the, you're in the house, it's like we're just understanding for the purpose, but it's just, it's not cute. Yeah, <laughs> they don't like it on your yeah, head. Yeah, bonnets are the, <laughs> the go-to of choice. Mm-mm. I don't even use bonnets. I think they should slide off. They're really not even great. This to is be, not cute. I never really appreciated bonnets, but I will say I think that like. We as black people, this kind of comes off my conversation with Stake 48 last week. Mm-hmm. We have to stop excusing nonsense in the community under the guise of black people do it. So we should be able to do it whenever, wherever and whenever. Mm-hmm. As if just because we are black and we understand nuances about ourselves, we don't have to subscribe to social norms. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, I don't think talking about bonnets is a respectability politics. I think that like... We have to understand the difference between talking to our community and just talking about stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's something in the white, Hispanic, Asian community that's like, don't wear that shit out the house. Mm-hmm. We just don't know what that is because I'm not in that community. I yeah. don't know what that yeah. shit is. Yeah. So it's like, can, why can't we talk to ourselves as ourselves without it being a... And be like, girl, that's not cute. Yeah. Just it's as, not classy. Let's tell the truth. Like, y'all... And, and I feel the same way about do-rags because a lot of people are like, oh, guys... I, I, I totally agree. I feel the same way about do-rags and, and men walking out in white beaters i feel that way and i feel the same way about men wearing socks with flip-flops i'm sorry i yes. do not like it, it to me it's also slides. Bum- it's, yeah slides yeah. it's bummy weird why are you leaving the house with socks and flip-flops that is really bummy weird so yeah. i agree that's houseware that's houseware it's with the shorts wear. and the the the, the, the but durag also is to protect your waves yeah. so don't wear that out do not like what was it um, um what was like year a year or two ago when we were talking about that school in texas mm-hmm. when they banned the the moms from coming up there and people were like this is anti-black and i'm like well i wish black people would stop being the ones to do it because why would that be the representation of blackness yeah like why do we think that things like this are okay and don't mm-hmm. need you know what i'm saying like i think that to we got to stop using tr- these trigger buzzwords to excuse things like respectability politics was made for um was about social class it's about this idea that white collar um workers are not better than blue collar workers mm-hmm. right so these people that work in the office are not better than your local tradesmen your plumbers your this that, any other yeah their dollar needs to be respected the same way yeah. they should be able to do things that is respectability politics not y'all wanting to be hood everywhere you go everywhere you go and then act like it too just acting out hood and ghetto come on now and subscribing to it because i distinctly remember there was a time in a uh, middle school 
when all the girls were coming to school in like pajamas. It was like winter. So there was a thing of them coming to school with pajamas and blankets. And I, it was just oh, kind of like this high school. This is like middle school and like maybe early high school. I think I saw middle those school. people come with their those soft wool blankets. Yes. And that was a thing. And I remember wanting to do it because it just seemed popular. Everybody was doing it. And I was like, oh, I have my shit too. And my mom was like, yeah. why do you want, like, what's up with us as a dish? Outside of the house, you be taking our home, home blankets. Blanket. Something that you wear in the house, you put on the house in the bed. You want to take it outside in school? And it just, I was just like, man, my mom don't understand. But like, now as an adult, you're like, I get it. It's yeah. like, damn, I wanted to subscribe to hood <laughs> politics. Gee, I did. I wanted to be hood cute like uh-huh. hood famous and do all the shit that they did just because like it seemed cool you know what i'm saying the same way that we see all these white corporations like glamorize hood culture we mm-hmm. do we do the same thing yeah it'd be a lot of stuff like people was wearing blankets because they really can't afford a coat g damn like that's really the fact that the matter people wearing damn. blankets outside because they can't afford, afford a coat Damn, that's and, true. And, and I it, definitely do remember people coming out with blankets. Matter of fact, even with the bonnets. Yeah. Just with the white tees. Waking up with the with pajamas. Pants, yep. with pajama pants. Yep, and flip-flops. And house Those flippers. fluffy shoes. Yep. What a shame. That's how people was coming to school. Coming to school, can you imagine? Yep. And that's just that. So, yeah. I'm sorry, black people. Don't Please don't tell me anything about respectability politics if you don't respect yourself. So, what exactly did Monique say? So, did, she basically said the same thing. That, Monique said that as black queens, when did it become okay for us not to take pride in how we look? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that you know, we, we as people have fought to, you know be regarded in a way but it's like when you go outside looking a certain way you can't be surprised when people treat you a certain way yeah that's and like that's not if that's not how you want to be represented then don't represent yourself in that manner y'all can't say people treating you like you ain't nothing you this this that, and the other you come out the house looking like this you look like a bum you look that's the thing you look like a bum that's true no matter how we say, oh, don't judge a book by its cover, you know, respect all people when you see them. But it's just also a natural thing as human beings. You know, it's your appearance is how I would also, like, judge yeah. you. you know what I mean? People judge you based on what you look like, how you carry yourself. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just like you got to carry yourself in a different manner. You have to appear. Appear how, dress how you want to be addressed. Exactly. Dress how you want to Sim- be addressed. Simple as that. Like, y'all be on here looking goofy. Yep, Mm-mm. I agree. Ah, uh, okay. This is another popular one that has been everywhere that everyone is talking about. Let's talk about the BBLs. The BBLs. Yes. Yeah, so, botch star Dr. Terry Dubrow um, recently was on a podcast, and he made a statement about some of these BBLs. Well, he was on TMZ, so let's listen to what he said. Okay. Typically, the abdomen. You process it and you inject in the buttocks. Sounds easy, right? The problem is there's these very small little veins in the buttock that lead directly to the vena cava, which is the major blood vessel that brings blood back from your body to your heart, to your lungs. If you get fat in those little vessels and it gets in the main vena cava and goes to your lungs, it's over. It's the most fatal operation there is. And from one part of your body, yeah, so basically he's saying the procedure is the most dangerous type of plastic surgery and it is also the most fatal surgery to undergo, period. So besides it being a cosmetic plastic thing, but just, you know, people tend to forget that this, you know, plastic surgery 
it's a real oppression. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not just cosmetic. Like, I'm just getting Botox. I'm just getting fixed here and there and just a little nip and tuck. This is real life oppression. Like, you having, like, a they transplant. You know what I mean? Like, it is a real life. You're going to be, be under anesthesia. So, this is... This, this has serious, serious, serious health risk, as he said. And, you know, it's just, you know, you know, we follow this website, this Instagram page, and um, where they show um, Instagram people, like, your favorites before their plastic yeah. surgeries. And I'm just so amazed about how many women and in counting are still really getting this done. And to each his own. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you want to do it for whatever reason, but just also be aware because at the same time, we also see scary stories and women do come out and say, don't do it. You know, now my butt is leaking or like, hey, Michelle, she damn near died. Mm. You know, like... Hazel E would almost die. Hazel E sure did almost die because mm. she tried to get the mommy makeover. Mm-hmm. And then the things that you don't... People overstress their bodies because Hazel E did it not too long after she had a child. And it's like, girl, you had a child. That is one major thing already. Let your body relax. Yeah. But she got her nose done. She got her breasts done. Like, she was going back to back, going to Turkey, you know? And it's just like... Y'all just take it easy. So there's a lot of things. Like, first of all, there is, like, a normalization of BBLs now that they Mm -hmm. call it the mommy makeover. Yeah. Because it's like, bro, that's a BBL. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, And I, I, I do think it's time... I think that we should also stop using the language of like, oh, whatever, to each his own if people just want to. Because I think it also dismisses why people are doing this. Mm-hmm. People are doing this because it is a business. It is lucrative. You can't, as a woman, it, you almost cannot be seen without looking a certain way. Yeah. And the same men and people that critique us and tell us like, oh, you all are doing this and woo, 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 and it's dangerous and why would you risk your life? It's because... As we witnessed in the pandemic, you all were throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars at women with these type of bodies. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they're not saying anything. They're not showing us anything. They have no talent. They literally just look like this. I mean, it's just crazy how life has just changed because, you know, just like Black China and even Kim Kardashian, we need to have their baby is, whoop, give me the, the money yep. makeover. And it's just like, you're really going to put your body through that stress. Because trust me, having a baby is not no easy joke. You know what I'm saying? Like, one is, this is two months postpartum. One is still healing. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like for you to say, oh, I'm going to immediately do surgery. And it's like, what is the reason? You know, the fact that you're not going to even allow, give yourself the grace. So allow yourself to, you know, I don't want to necessarily say enjoy the healing process per, per se because it's painful. But also just, you know, just let it in seeking that you did give birth to your child. They you don't know? have time for So that. it's like immediately it's all for social media, you know. I do believe that, you know, also that if you want to, you do want to look in the mirror and like what you see. I get that part. You know what I mean? You want to be happy with what stares back with you at the mirror. I get that part. So sometimes if you do feel like, you know what, surgery is what is going to fix it for you, okay. But also educate yourself and just make sure, you know, what really deeply, is it for you or is it for the attention? You know what I mean? Is it for men? Is it so that, you know, you could feel like you're popping, you know, because you want to attract a certain type of man or you want to, you know, I don't know. It's just I really think it's for, like, the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's so much money attached to having a certain look yeah. it's undeniable and it's like for a lot of women it's still worth it because even in the comments of the video people was like dang that's crazy because mine is next week yeah you know what i mean yeah. like and nobody none of these women are canceling of course um and it kind of makes me think because i've been here and said like you know i'll definitely i, do I sure i was gonna ask you so 
Okay, you said lipo, not BBL. I've always said I would do lipo and not BBL okay. because I think I've always thought BBL is a little bit too invasive for so me. So what what is your reason for wanting to do lipo? Because it is surgery too. Yes, and that's yeah. The, for, for me, it would want it would be because I've been like working out so hard and it's so annoying to get rid of this last little bit of stomach and I'm getting lazy. Okay, so it's not like oh you're so all for the attention or no. I mean, I think it it is going to be like a it is going to be a cause and effect. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but I don't think that I'm like at a size where it would make that much of a difference. You know what I mean? Like, do you think that, oh, once I get this um, lipo, I'm going to be popping. I'm going to get this type of attraction. No, this guy's going to want me. I'm going to this, this and that. Yeah, I don't think that there's that much of a differentiation from what I could do now if I put that type of work out uh-huh. versus me having like a flat stomach and doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that. It would be so much of, how I, of how I look now. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It's not so drastic. Um, but, I mean, I do think that there will be, like, like a yeah. certain demographic of people that would be more invested because of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, shit, you know, we are creatures of the eyes. You know, we like to see certain things that look good and all that. I don't know. Would I do BBL? No. Um, I think a friend asked me, like, oh, would you do it? I'm like, no, I'm I'm happy with what I have. I mean, yeah, as a woman, it's certain, you know, you do look in the mirror like, oh, I wish my belt was bigger. I wish, you know, my breast was this and that. Like, there's no woman that would, no matter how beautiful, you know, we say, like, Beyonce, whoever, Rihanna, I'm sure, like, they look in the mirror and there's certain things that they don't like about their body. Yeah, you know Beyonce I mean? like, BBL was nice. It wasn't. Yeah, you think she got a BBL? Damn, really? I do. Wow. And you know, you know, one thing I noticed, I noticed also because that BBL is so common. Now it is hard to, dif- not even regarding Beyonce, but it's hard to differentiate those who are natural. Because don't forget, as black women, African women, we are naturally thick. Because, you know, we even look at South African women, like, their thickness is beyond this world. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's madness. To even think that a woman could look like this, you know what I mean? Like naturally thick, but because it's just so many BBLs, and now some of them are well done. Like they're done really, really well. It's hard to differentiate. Like, oh well, she does have a natural thickness. Like she's naturally, she naturally has a flat stomach and a thick ass and some hips, and this is just her natural gift. For me, I can tell better now because okay. I can look at the proportions mm-hmm. and see. And just even now that I understand the body a little bit more yeah. and like different. I don't want to say traumas, but like when your body goes through different things or how, however it was, mm-hmm. it will still show. Yeah. Right from childbirth, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of women will tell you like, no matter how much weight you lose or how fit you get, mm-hmm. there is a certain pouch that just kind of stays because a whole baby was there. I think it depends on a woman's body. I think that eighty five percent of women can say that they all, no matter how much you work out, no matter how they, there's a slight pudge that will be there mm-hmm. and I, you know i'm not saying that it will never go away but i'm saying that there is it like just naturally in the body the way that the body recovers yeah it's a way that it will still be there i mean because I, I do follow sorry to cut you up because i do mm-hmm. follow some like you know people who work out yeah like, natural like their hardcore uh, workout and when they have kids yeah it takes now the recovery recovery process takes longer but they their skin would go back flat and you know you do see so many they're like oh wait you had a kid now if you have multiple kids now of course yes your skin will stretch more stretch more and stretch more i don't know man i just 
It's too much, you know. In and a it's way, just proportions. Like I just, you know, what I'm saying, you just gotta know how people body sit. Like there was a video I was watching the other day that, like, it just put it out point perfectly. It's like, gee, if you started off here, ain't no way that you your body all of a sudden matured mm-hmm. to this. Yeah, yeah, and that's what these celebrities will have you believe that. Oh, it makes sense that my body now looks like this because I had a kid. When it's like, bro, don't your 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 thickness don't sit like that. And then it, it's like now it's like it's damn near competition. You know, everyone is like, oh, I had a baby two weeks ago. Bam, look at my body. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, relax. You should still be sleeping. Why are you showing us your body immediately? You know what I'm saying? I'm everyone you. is so thirsty to be like, look at my snapback. Boom, look at me. It's just like, your coochie's to hurt. Girl, relax. Why are you telling us all of this? You know? Right. And sometimes, you know, even as a woman, sometimes, you know, I, I try not to let these things get to me. Like, I just be like, oh, whatever, because I know I don't want to get anything like, like that. But like, I can see how at times you do look at this woman and you're just like, well, damn. You know what I mean? It does look attractive. I mean, it don't look bogus, but... Because we're used to it. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, even... Because I still look at these women like, your waist looks like the waist of somebody that is naturally a very small person. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it really don't... Like, it just... Like, when they say that it don't match, it don't match. Yeah. But we have become so used to that silhouette that we have accepted it as, like, that is a natural silhouette. No, no, that's not even what I'm talking no, about. No, no, I'm just saying, like, in general, people have just oh, become yeah. so used to it. Um, But what I was trying to say is just, like, you know, you just see it so much, and then you also do see, like, oh, wow, they do get a lot of following. You know, oh, they do get a lot of sponsorship just off of their body, you know, all this tease, all this um, gym workout wears, all this fashion designers want them. And it's like, sometimes it could definitely be like, so what's wrong with the natural bodies? Right. At this point, you don't even forget what natural bodies look like. Well, yeah, like, yeah, my body should take a little bit longer to heal because I did just have a child. Or, my, you know, or like, I'm trying to lose weight. So it's going to take, you know, as women, you know, we have more fat in our gut and our thighs and our arms because naturally that's just how we're built. You know what I mean? Men lose weight much faster. But because of social media and this BBL, you tend to forget that the natural, as you said, the natural chemistry, you know, of our body, like, well, it's gonna take it's gonna take a while. I don't know. Sometimes it could just be a little bit depressing to just continuously see the length that this woman go to to just look good for social media. Because I feel like majority it just boils down to I want to look Instagram perfect, even down to lips. Black girls, I'd be like, why are you still trying to get bigger lips when you're already black and your lips are already big? Mm-hmm. But they want that extra brat doll pout, that mm-hmm. sex just like sexy pout of like oh my my lips lips look you know they look like dick sucking lips like we want to look like filters these filters really mess mess up your brain because it's like damn this how i look without the filter Mm -hmm. exactly like yeah yeah. no after a while you have to like cuss myself like you know take picture without filter Mm -hmm. (laughs) no because after a while you be like damn my skin look like yeah it's like my nose is this big yeah you be looking like (laughs) hold on i'm not this exotic looking yeah like I mean, yeah, I knew it was cute, but the future do make you look a little cuter. You know, you be feeling yourself, and then when the future is going, he's like, Nah, like, put it back, put it back. <laughs> this me, like, unfiltered, this me. unfiltered. Like I might, mm. I cute, I might cute. I'd be like, Dang, no bueno. Oh man, I don't know. It's stressful. I'm just, I'm tired of hearing everyone is getting BBL. Everyone is getting BBL. Please, you guys just be careful. And then again, as we said last week, if y'all gonna get it. Spend the money for it. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to do the cheap way, the, you know, the quicker way, because then it's more repercussion. And maintain it, please. Maintain maintain it. Because that's another one. I'm like, boy, didn't you just get that surgery? Yeah, it do be like that. I do be looking at people like, 
Damn, you ain't even love yourself, G. You mm-hmm. just got that surgery. Like, wow. Okay. But, mm-hmm. you know, moral of the story, you guys. Love yourself. Love your body. Please. All right. So, guys, let's get into the next segment that we love to talk about. Um, Our Olodo of the Week. So, this week, Olodo of the Week um, is a repeat offender by the name of Pierce Morgan. Um, So, you know, Pierce Morgan, all he do is talk poorly about black women i was gonna say something else but you know what he speaks poorly about black women so before i really get into pierce morgan and what he did this week let's give him the drop an alodo somebody who is a dumbass stupid makes poor decisions comparable to a donkey goof ass all right, you guys. So as we kind of um, talked about earlier, Naomi Osaka, the tennis player, decided that she needed to take a mental health break because it just was too much for her. Um, but in typical Pierce Morgan fashion, he decided to attack her on social media. Pierce Morgan made a tweet that says, New column, narcissist Naomi's cynical exploitation of mental health to silence the media is right from the Meghan and Harry playbook of wanting their press cake and eating it too. Please, what goes through that man? That man's mind? Like, I'm just a little bit, like, confused. Like, he really wakes up and says... What went through his mind to feel like he is a narcissistic and cynical and like how? I feel like he obviously he finds joy in just, you know, speaking negative about black people, uh-huh. black celebrities. Uh-huh. Particularly, he finds joy in saying that basically they're weird shit. But you know what? I notice people project a lot and that's just projection of himself because that's what he is. Oh, so do he want to be black? Because he really only do this to black people. Because he's a nurse. Yeah, he's jealous of black people. Because why he didn't can't... he say this about Demi Lovato? I'm sorry. And all her nonsense. Up, they. Upon all. <sighs> all their nonsense. All their nonsense. Dem, you know Demi Lovato, she's just she's problematic. She, she really says is. she you. Oh, they. they you, see. you see? They are problematic. yourself. Because she's done so much from like, oh, it's, it's you know. Is insensitive to say somebody is fat or to say I'm fat now, but now I'm skinny. She, she had a weight issue, whatever. She had a drug problem, whatever. Alcohol problem, sexuality issue. It's just like pick one struggle, <laughs> pick one problem. No, for real, pick one public problem. Because now she wants to fit every box. We don't gotta know everything you struggle with. No, she really, she really does. She she wants to fit everyone. Oh, now um, I, I don't even know what it is. I don't, I don't know. And I used to like her. And um, when they. <laughs> I'm trying to help. This Sorry. is pride, mom. Let's not be you the right. Ones. You right. I'm not, no, I'm not even trying to be No, I know you're not trying to. But be. it's just, man. But back to, oh, guy. He yeah, so Pierce, no, Pierce definitely has um, issues against black people, black women as well. Um, and, and and I also see see that he has a problem with people of mixed race too, because mm. it also seems like he tends to um, he hates the tragic mulatto trope. Yeah, like where it's like the woe is me, I go through so much because I have biracial issues. Yeah, he hates that. He hates that 
these people subscribe to any issue. And I don't understand it, Pierce. You have a platform. You seem to be doing well for yourself. Nobody bothers you. You're a rich white male. Yeah. You know, that is the best thing that you could be in the Western world. And then Megan and Harry caught a stray bullet for no reason. Because he's still mad about that. Cut that on because Megan, lady, she want you. You see that, and when we be telling men that it really has to be calculated when we deny them, this is why. Because imagine we went out for drinks, and because I ain't go home with you, you slandering me in the press ten years later. Like, and you still go, and I'm married with two kids, and you still, I'm royalty. You still going? You still upset? It should be off with your head for talking about me. Okay, <laughs> like. I uh, know, but he is Olodo. I'm sure, like, in the next couple months, it's going to be something else that we're going to call him Olodo for. Exactly. Okay, let's go to the Care for the Culture. Um, the Care for the Culture is Imam Abubakar Abdullahi. Um, the U.S. government is honoring him. He's an 83-year-old Muslim cleric who hid 262 Christians in his home and mosque during an attack in central Nigeria. Um, him, um, along with four religious leaders from Sudan, Iraq, Brazil, and Cyprus, were awarded the 2019 International Religious Freedom Award, um, which is given to advocates of religious freedoms. Abubakar Abdullahi, um, was recognized for providing shelter for hundreds of Christians um, fleeing attacks from Muslim herdsmen who had lunch-coordinated attacks on Christian farmers in 10 villages in two states of Nigeria. Um, again, this thing is still ongoing. Mind hmm. you, this is something from 2018, um, and this herdsmen are definitely still attacking people. Um, and, you know, now the battle with Nigeria is almost becoming a religious battle. You yeah. know what I mean? It's almost becoming a Muslim versus Christians, herdsmen, you know, versus the regular civilians. And I think it's wonderful to show that, you know, because, you know, Islam is it is religious of peace, the religion of peace. That is mm. the definition of Islam. You know what I mean? But fortunately, but people with their own greed you know they have made islam to be they've represented it to be something that it's not you know that's not mm. what god created islam to be and vice versa with christianity is the crazy things that people do with religion so it is good to see that you know we all know that we all serve the same god we serve the living god we serve one amazing god and even if you believe in God or not, but the fact that you have like love for your neighbor, okay, mm -hmm. the next person, like I'm just gonna show them love. I'm gonna protect them. They don't have to die just because you're not Muslims. I think that's amazing. I never understood it because it's like, wouldn't you think of someone who is so religious, you would understand that you are not God, so it is not in your hands to kill mm -hmm. or keep somebody alive. Like that is not on your hands to determine someone's life. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, it's 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 crazy we human beings the things that we do um we're just destroying the world more and more and it's it's, it's scary you know just from different parts of the world this is just going going on everywhere for religious and the main thing is religious reasons i don't get it it's all power in its own way yeah it's all religious reasons may god help us but he is the care for the culture because he cared for the people he cared for the culture he he protected people yes 83-year-old man. Amen to that. <sighs> Anything Although else? Although we've come oh. to the end of okay. the, the road. road. Uh, uh, good job. <laughs> you the one to But basically, I believe that is it. Um, do I have a quote for the day? We talked about so many things. Um, but the main thing I'll say, you know, you know, when we talk about the BBL thing, 
a lady on the um what's the Charlemagne the God his show Breakfast Club mm-hmm. she said she did get the BBL mm-hmm. but she didn't notice that no matter how much you try to change your outer part you have to make sure you're you're satisfied with what's inside because if you're not satisfied and happy with what is inside of you you're always going to try to always change you and then you would become something completely different so you have to be happy within yourself so that that can shine with what's outside and also dress how you like to be addressed okay people period and this is cross-cultured Ali mama, 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 Ali m